Good morning. There's this amazing thing when you try to save your battery that you turn off the microphone and then you forget to turn it back on, so forgive me. So good morning. It is wonderful to have you as a part of worship, whether you are online with us or if you're worshiping here with us in person. As you saw me take my mask off just a little while ago, we are wearing our masks because of county mandate and because of the fact that it's, it's what we feel is appropriate at this time. We appreciate you honoring those uh, that set up and those plans. I want to draw your attention to a few things going on in the life of the church as we look into what this day may look like. We have a women's retreat coming up in two weeks' time on October 23rd. It's going to be online on Zoom. We're asking if you're planning to go to register by today because we're creating these nifty care packages that we are planning to deliver to your homes so that you have activities and things to pull out as we're gathering together. And there's even a little sort of scavenger hunt for you to do before, if you so choose, but it would be helpful to do prior to the event. In Friday's email, there was an announcement about the Many Mansions Adopt-A-Family Christmas Gift Program. Just so you know, that sign-up is already active and going. Our family has adopted two seven-year-olds so that we can go shopping for them. You can go through that list and scroll to find a child or several children that you want to help provide Christmas gifts for. If you go on that list and it happens to be filled at the time, know that they're going back in repeatedly to add more names as requests come in. So if you can't find someone today, go back in a couple of days and more opportunities to give Christmas presents to the children of many mansions will be available to you. Those are due back on December 3rd, so you have a little bit of time for shopping. I want to also let you know that our stewardship letter went out this week. I want to thank Joanna and Vinia and all of the writers of the, of the letter because it was a labor of love to make sure that we prepared these letters for you, and they are beautiful. I hope you take a moment to look at them, to read them, to prayerfully consider what is stated in those letters, and then be prepared to return your stewardship pledge card by October 31st or sooner. So if you can't be in worship on October 31st, either mail it in, email Vinia, let us know what your pledge and plans are. And we are about to center our hearts for worship, but before we do that, let us receive a message from our outreach committee with this month's mission moment. Hi, we're the Lewis Family. The United Methodist Church of Westlake Village is sponsoring a blood drive from 8 to 1 p.m. in Alton Hall. 
The church has had a long, generous history of supporting blood drives. The coronavirus pandemic has significantly impacted normal blood supply levels. All blood types are needed, particularly type O. The need is acute and your help is urgently needed. A wide range of protocols and safety procedures will be put in place. All staff members will wash their hands, wear masks and gloves, and will change out their gloves after each donation. The staff members will also use sterile one-time use donation collection kits and will wipe down each donation site after use. Donors will also have to follow similar protocols. You have to be at least 16 years old, you have to wear a mask, you'll be asked to drink plenty of water before your appointment and also ask you to eat at least two hours before the appointment. Of course, we'll need everyone to socially distance either in Alton Hall or in your car. Finally, if you're not feeling well, please don't give blood. But under these protocols, Vitalant has said that giving blood is safe, similar to the level of risk that you take going to the grocery store or going to a doctor's appointment. Every two seconds in the U.S., someone needs blood. That's why it's so important that we continuously replenish the blood supply. Many blood drives have already been canceled, so your individual donation matters now more than ever. Sign up using information from the Covenant or in our Friday email announcements. So, please donate. Because of you, life doesn't stop. I hope you enjoyed that presentation by the Lewis family about our upcoming blood drive on Saturday, October 16th from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. I'm Linda Keithley and I've been the blood coordinator here at the church for almost 20 years. The drive is conducted by Vitalant and complete information is available on their website, vitalant.org. Donations are particularly important this year as COVID-19 has impacted the normal supply levels. All blood types are needed, but especially O. For those of you who are concerned about how COVID-19 vaccination may interact with your donation, specific information is available on the Vitalant website. Basically, the antibodies within a blood donation are rapidly replaced and will not affect the donor's immune response to COVID-19 or variants. It's easy to sign up. Just sign up at the church website and look for Blood Drive to donate. Thank you very much. We really need your help. together in the call to worship. Setting sail, we seek the winds of the Spirit to carry us forward. There are times that we need to adjust our course 
changing plans and behaviors to be in line with God's will and the Spirit. Our opening hymn is number 444. It'll be on the screen. I invite you to sing along and enjoy yourself behind your mask. young and fearless prophet of ancient Galilee, thy life is still a summons to serve humanity, to make our thoughts and actions less prone to please the crowd, to stand with humble Uncowed. O young and fearless prophet, we need thy presence here. Amid our pride and glory, to see thy face appear. Once more to hear thy challenge above our noisy pray. Holy God, be with us in this time of worship that we might open our thoughts to the stirring of your word. Open our hearts to the compassion of your love. Help us to be touched and to be transformed, to be nurtured and to be inspired. We open ourselves to be led into truer discipleship and greater faithfulness from the impact of your spirit. May that be what happens this day. In your holy son's name we pray, amen. the time in our worship service where I have the opportunity to talk to the children of our church. How many of you guys have packed to go on a long journey? To go somewhere to visit grandma or grandpa or to go on a plane maybe? I see some hands up. Okay. What would it be like if the reason that you went on the trip is because God gave you a phone call? What do you think? Would that be a little crazy? Would you guys be like, all right, God, I'm ready? Or would you be like, oh, I'm not sure about this. I got one, yes, all right, God, I'm ready. Oh, we got another one now, okay. Oh, I see more, okay. You know what? I would love to believe that that's what I would do too. But then I also recognize that I may go, oh, but I've got this to do, and I've got that to do, and I've got this to do. Today in Sunday school, some of you 
are going to talk about someone who did say yes to God. And if you're not, if, if you're not talking about it this week, you're going to talk about it next week. Does it have to do with what we're talking about, sir? Oh, they went on a journey for a different reason, but good question. He said, like Adam and Eve. Today, you're going to talk about a man named Abram. You may know him as Abraham because somewhere in the story, he changes his name. But Abram, well, actually, God changes his name. Sorry, I should clarify that. Um, Abram has God come and visit him and say, I want you to pack up all of your stuff, your wife, your family, everything that you have, and go out on a journey. God didn't tell Abram where he was going to go, didn't give him any clear direction other than go. And Abram said, yes, God. That is an amazing story of faith. And God made Abram promises that he would develop and have a family that was rich and full and lots of children. So I look forward to hearing about what you learn about Abram today or next week, depending on when you talk about it, and what it means to say yes to God. So will you guys join me in a moment of prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today, thank you for tomorrow, and thank you for yesterday. Thank you for loving us and inviting us on a journey. Allow us to be able to say yes. Amen. All right, you guys can head off to Sunday School. Mark, if you have something you wanted to say, you can come chat with me real fast. Okay. Come away with me to a quiet place Apart from the world with its frantic pace To pray, reflect, and seek God's grace Come away with me, come away. Let us center ourselves and go to God in prayer. Holy, holy, holy God, you who are more willing to hear than we are at times able to put into words the stirrings of our hearts, the yearnings of our minds, the hopes of our spirits. Hear us this morning as we join with one another in prayer, seeking your holy touch, seeking your renewal and healing seeking your strength and your courage. May your grace watch us clean from any sin. May we 
be cognizant of how it is that we have turned from you at different times during this past week or from the last time we have been in prayer with you. We regret these moments of selfishness and of hubris and pray that you would help us to be our better selves. Speak with us in this period of silence to help us get our heads straight with you. May we be filled with resolve to walk better in your love. Holy God, we ask your help in our lives as we face the challenges of our days and the challenges of our society and the challenges of this pandemic. All of this swirling around us, we seek the, the steady center of your spirit. Help us, guide us in these days to be our better selves. We think specifically this morning of Linda Northrup and her husband Dave, Kathy Drake and her husband Ken as they continue to move forward in their uh, health protocols to gain greater health and strength following their cancer treatments. Oh Lord, Hear our prayers. And again, we pray for Kathy Seabury's mom and Pastor Rachel's Aunt Rachel who continue their recoveries from their health concerns. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We think this morning of Steve Lamberg's cousin, Ann Johnson, who died last week from cancer. For all who are grieving uh, this death, we pray your comfort. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray for Kathy Huber's grandson, Connor, who had emergency surgery last night for a brain tumor and now is in a Florida ICU. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we think of all those who are facing the challenge of COVID in their lives. Particularly, we think of uh, the Mengus family as Doug's parents are battling uh, COVID. We think of Doug and Linda as they help to manage the consequences of that diagnosis in their extended family. We think of Greg Stewart as he is recovering from COVID. For all of these, Lord God, we pray your strength and your healing. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And as we open our hearts to everyone who is battling this disease, we would pray for their well-being, that there would be resources around them, as in these families, the love of family and the uh, attention of medical personnel, all of those who rally to bring health. 
We thank you, Lord God, for those who serve others who are facing these challenges of health. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. Our thoughts now turn to other people and situations who we lift up privately in this time of prayerful silence. Come into these lives, Lord God, in, in powerful ways that help these folk to know your support, your nurture, and your healing. And we pray for our church, our congregation, as we continue in our ministry through these challenging times. We ask, Lord God, for your help in working the miracle that helps us to maintain our effectiveness and our vitality in the face of it all. May the good we do be pleasing in your sight. All this we pray in your son's holy name, joining in the prayer he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Oh, they hang on who used to be, live their lives. 
to find the road is long there are mountains in our way but we'll climb a step every day Lord lift us up where we belong where the eagles fly on a mountain high Lord lift us up where we belong far from the world we know up where the clear winds blow time goes by no time to cry He'll wipe every tear from our eyes. Lord, lift us up where we belong, where the eagles fly on a mountain high. Lord, lift us up where we belong, far from the world we know, up where the clear winds blow. Lord, lift us up where we belong, where the eagles fly on a mountain high. Lord, lift us up where we belong, far from the world we know, up where the clear winds blow. Nick. Now, I have to confess that I never realized that that song was written by St. Maria Nietzsche before. I don't know if you guys noticed that on the screen, but I was like, wow. All right. Will you guys join me in a moment of prayer as we step into our message this morning? Awesome and almighty God, we give you thanks for this day, for the ways in which you invite us to set sail on a journey with you, setting course for a better life, seeking your wisdom, seeking your truth, and exploring your world around us. Be with us this day as we contemplate your words, as we see the ways in which you might be inviting us to some course correction now, or evaluating the course correction that we've done in the past the times in our lives where we've had those aha moments that have affirmed our belief and our understanding about you and in you, and times where we go, huh, I've been thinking about that wrong, and I need to take some time in prayer to understand it a little more deeply. We know that you are with us in both of those realities, and we ask you to continue to give us the wisdom and insight to see how you continue to expand our world and our understanding of you. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. 
Last week in worship, we talked about Jesus being our true north, the pole in which we are working to direct ourselves to and seeking to become closer to in the process. And so we've set out on a journey of faith, looking to see God and to, to get closer to God in the process. As we embark on this journey, we go with ideas and notions based off of where our home port is and what our upbringing was. We are shaped by our experiences and our culture, and we go out confident that God is with us on the journey. As we set sail for a better life, we seek our true north, and we encounter new opportunities, new people, and new experiences. These new experiences can be eye-opening, illuminating, and possibly even a little startling at times. We are exposed to ideas that we've never heard before. We see people who are different from us. We hear news we never expected to receive. It can feel like whiplash. I don't know if you can get whiplash while you're on a boat sailing, but forgive me for mixing metaphors, but you understand what I'm talking about. Reverend Elizabeth Hagen, the author of a book entitled Brave Church, Tackling Tough Topics Together, wrote this in her weekly email. Whiplash means to jerk or jolt someone or something suddenly, typically so as to cause injury. And she says, beyond the physical experience of pain in an accident, whiplash is something that we can experience as emotional or spiritual condition as well. The pandemic of 2020 and beyond, a life-threatening diagnosis, a death, hearing someone say, I don't want to be married to you anymore. Such experiences shake us to our core. Whiplash leads you to question everything you thought you knew as true. Whiplash keeps you from making many plans for the future. Whiplash can bruise you in places that you didn't know you could hurt so badly. In questioning everything, We need to reevaluate and to reassess, adjust our sails accordingly to our new understandings. Sometimes those experiences impact us in different ways. I posed a question or a series of questions on my Facebook page recently, and I asked, when was a time that you embarked on a new adventure and encountered something or someone who made you check your assumptions and reevaluate your worldview? How did you respond to the situation, and how did you adapt to your new learnings? I received four responses, at least so far. I haven't checked my Facebook in a couple of hours. Two of them were regarding a diagnosis of cancer, either, either for themselves or for a child, a pivotal turning point in battling addiction, and one person whose eyes were opened while traveling as a college student. One friend wrote this about her cancer diagnosis. She says, being diagnosed with aggressive cancer at 39 in February of 2020, it was illuminating in so many ways, but I think the biggest was how it altered my concept of time. I always thought I had time, waiting for the perfect time to do selfish things for myself, like travel, go to seminary, tell people I love them, set boundaries, or even end toxic relationships. 
going through cancer in the middle of a pandemic has made me face the reality that life is short and there's never going to be a perfect time to do anything. Only God's time, and that time is now. When whiplash happens, we check our assumptions, we look to scripture, and we adapt and adjust. When we look to scripture, we find this passage from Philippians that we will see on the screen shortly. Good morning. Our scripture reading today is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Thank you, Scott. I heard that scripture for the first time and I said I was joining a women's organization that is near and dear to my family's heart and it has always stuck with me since I heard it that first time. Reading it from the message gives us a... a Another understanding of it, I won't necessarily say deeper, but I love some of the imagery that the message uses. It says it this way, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do your best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you have learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into the, his most beautiful harmonies. As we adjust to our new learnings, to come into God's most beautiful harmonies, we are realigned and aligned anew to our true north. As we seek that true north, we let go of all of the distractions from God to seek a larger worldview. Colossians says this about some of what we need to, or says this about some of what we need to let go of on our journey for a better life. Our next scripture reading today is from Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 through 10. Put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly, fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming on those who are disobedient. These are the ways that you once followed when you were living that life. But now you must get rid of all such things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices and that you have clothed yourself with the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, to, be God. to God. I want to highlight verses 9 and 10 from that passage. From the message it reads, don't lie to one another. You're done with that old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes that you've stripped off and put in the fire. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator with his label on it. The old fashions are now obsolete. 
Letting go of ideas that don't fit anymore is like letting go of those ill-fitting clothes. Concepts that don't feel right anymore need to be let go of. We embrace our expanded understanding of the world and continue our journey. With this new way of life, custom-made by our creator, we look at the world differently. Jen Hatmaker, who is an author who's put out several books over the past 10 years or so, has a book entitled For the Love, Fighting for Grace in a World of Impossible Standards. She talked about this change that that she experienced when she stepped out of her narrowly defined worldview. She says this, but then God changed my life and everything got weird. I discovered the rest of the world and other cultures and different Christian traditions and people who were way, way different from me and poverty. Then the system in which God operated according to my rules started disintegrating. I started hearing my gospel narrative through the ears of the other. And a giant whole bunch of it didn't even make sense. Some values and perspectives and promises I attributed to God's own heart only worked in my context. And I'm no theologian, but surely that is problematic. There is a biblical benchmark I now use. We refer to this criterion in every hard question, big idea, topic, assessment of our own obedience, every should or should not, and will or will not we ascribe to God, every theological soundbite. Here it is. If it isn't true for a poor single Christian mom in Haiti, it isn't true. She's thinking about what it means to have ideas that only work in one location, in one reality. But God's truth works everywhere. So if it doesn't work for someone who is entirely different from ourselves, maybe that truth is of our making instead of God's making. She goes on to say, theology is either true everywhere or it isn't true anywhere. This helps us untangle This helps untangle us from the American God narrative and sets God free to be God instead of my God in a pocket I carried for so long. It lends restraint when declaring what God does does or does not think because sometimes my portrayal of God's ways sounds suspiciously like the American dream. And I had better check myself. Because of the Haitian single mom, maybe I should speak less of God. Hatmaker adjusted her sails to find her true north rather than the magnetic pole that she was mistakenly, the magnetic north pole that she was mistakenly drawn to. If I circle back to Reverend Hagen, remember she's the one that talked about whiplash, she says, I have friends, and maybe this is your story, who grew up in a very rigid faith tradition, yet later they find themselves deconstructing their faith as part of their healing journey. It's great, but the process often comes with the feeling of being tossed in the wind, questioning everything, not knowing what is home anymore. And whiplash is so unsettling. She ponders, where is the good in whiplash? And she says, well, like any experience, whiplash also has its gifts. 
For whiplash can be the jolt you need to get to the place where you need to be. Maybe, just maybe, it's the only way you're even capable of getting there. Your life is just too stuck otherwise. Your living with lip whiplash teaches you, much, teaches you much about where you want to go and what is more important to you, what you want to put your energy toward creating when you find solid ground again. That solid ground is a theology that is applicable to me, to you, as it is to others that we encounter. That solid ground is recognizing that we are venturing on together as a unit to support each other and offering aid and assistance as needed. That solid ground is knowing that we are one within the unit and need to balance the needs of the group with our own needs. That solid ground is recognizing that if I make it to true north, but the rest of my unit doesn't, maybe I'm at magnetic north. That solid ground is recognizing that we need to provide safe harbor for everyone within our unit. That solid ground is a safe harbor where everyone is welcome. We've talked about our church being a safe harbor, and we desire it to be welcome to all and for all. To that end, you will begin seeing these words scroll on the screen before worship. Our congregation welcomes and celebrates all who, all who seek the experience of God's love, regardless of their age, ability, economic status, culture, ethnicity, race, heritage, gender identity, or sexual orientation. We will love, support, and nurture everyone who seeks our congregation as their safe harbor. It's important to know that everyone is welcome and that we will support everyone on their journey to find the true north that is Jesus Christ. Additionally, we are making space for affinity groups to establish themselves with some training to gather with like or for like-minded reasons. While our first two have been established for our brothers and sisters from the black diaspora and our LGBTQI brothers and sisters, other units can be created. A foodie group, a crafting group, oh wait, I think we actually already have one of those. An outdoor adventuring group, the possibilities are endless. If that's something that you want to establish and work towards, I'd invite you to talk to Boyd if you want to start an affinity group that is something that you have passion for and towards. Scripture says, where two or more are gathered in my name, I am present. So when we gather, whether it's to go on a hike with our friends, to watch the sunset at the beach, to do crafts together, we invite Christ into that space and that we can find a safe harbor in the midst of what we're doing to share our most intimate selves with each other and to be honest with each other. Here's the truth. All are welcome here. We want everyone to have a place to replenish, to refuel, and to recharge. Together we will embark on being the brave church that Reverend Hagen writes about in her book. Our unit is setting sail with our solid foundation of the gospel teaching that Jesus is our true north. We are engaging faithfully and sincerely 
and earnestly with those who may be different from us, willing to learn from each other, working together to seek and live into that better life in Christ. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Rachel, for those uh, good and I think challenging remarks to get us to, to think about the consequence of our faith uh, in our lives and our journey. It's nice to have the uh, bells with us today. We thank you for, for doing your best as, as illness or, or challenge to our health uh, uh, affects us to, to come together. Uh, we live in times of, uh, of stress, don't we? Of where we sometimes don't know exactly what's going to come upon us this week or, or the consequence of what we managed last week, how it lives out today. Well, that is our lives. And, and we do that with God's Spirit being in the mix with us. So as we might be experiencing frustration or uncertainty, we know that we have in God someone who can help steady our ship upon however rough the seas are in which we are journeying. This is one of the great blessings of a church family in that we are reminded through our church family of the promises of God and how God does manifest God's self in our life to make our world something that is blessed, something through which we can experience grace, even though as we look around at the moment, we are in a panic. So I invite you today to think about the value of the church for you, the value of your experience of God through the church for you, and how perhaps that value is of great value to you so that you wish it to continue and you wish it to be an opportunity for others through however they might experience God in our midst. This is a long way around saying we invite you to help your church continue to be the place of God in our community through your generosity, through your prayers, through your presence. So we will, we will have a slide come up that will invite us to, to share through our resources. You know that it is through your resources that the church exists. It needs them to be who it wants to be, who it feels God is asking it to be. Help us through your generosity to keep going, to keep doing the good that we intend to do for one another and for those who are stumbling along outside our doors uncertain about where grace and blessing and new life is. We want them to know that they can find that here among you.
before our benediction, I just want to remind you that uh, on our church website, you can go and check in and let us know that you were here today, whether you were in person or online. We'd love to have you register. You can also find the registration for our women's retreat, where today is the last day to register, and where to sign up for the blood drive as well. So we invite you to go check out our website and to sign up for all of those wonderful opportunities. And now, friends, rooted in love, nurtured in love, go forth in love, confident that the God who created you in love, the Christ who meets you in love, and the Holy Spirit who inspires you to love goes with you each and every day on the journey. Amen. strength.